Wow. Okay. I just cannot get out of my mind the song. I felt such an anointing when we were singing, I stand in awe. I stand in awe of you. I began to think about how, I'm not going to use the word lucky, but how blessed we are as followers of Jesus, we should be the most happiest, joyful people in the world. You know why? Because we're not lost. We once were lost, but now we're found. Thank you, Lord, that you chased after us, that you rescued us out of the pit. I'm sorry. But how can we daily go and think about all our issues and our problems? We end up acting like the world does. They have no hope. Think about this. At night, they probably tremble in fear, not knowing what tomorrow will bring. But we have an assurance that no matter what happens, no matter what takes place in our world, we know where we're going. We know the end of the story. Now, I'm not preaching my message yet. I'm just telling you that I just got hit with, we have everything we need. It says it in the word of God, but why don't we act like it? Mm. Think about that for a minute, minute and ponder that. I can understand if you're in the world and you're chasing after things, and you might never receive what you're chasing afterwards, so then you get oppressed and depressed and miserable, and you act out in different ways. But us, as a chosen people that have been handpicked from Jesus himself, we have everything. We are super I'm going to say a califragilistic, espialidocious, <laughs> blessed. I don't even know of a word that I can say, guys. Can you understand that? We have all that we need. If you say, well, I don't know. I don't know if I have it. Well, go to the Word of God. Then you will read, oh, I have this. I have that. Oh, I have everything. So what I want you to do. Let's keep that in mind. All right. Here we go. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to stand here and deliver your message because it is your message. I've battled. I've fought. I didn't know. I didn't know I wrote five messages. And, Lord, you said put it all down. I'm going to give this to you today. <laughs> today. So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your message to your people. It's your message, not my message. I hide behind the cross. I do. I hide behind the cross, the precious cross of Jesus. 
I hide behind your cross, Lord. Let my voice be your voice. May my words be your words. May every ear be opened. May every eye clearly see. May every mind be taken their thoughts captive, bringing it to the obedience of Jesus Christ and understanding the time that we live in and the hour that we are in. Thank you, Jesus. Before I begin, I just wanted to send greetings from Miles. I'm going to tell you, he is really, really excited to come home. <laughs> he misses everybody. He misses me. A lot. <laughs> and um, he is going to be back tomorrow night. So pray for his return. Yes, he's, he's done. He's poured out. And he's ready to come home now. So when he gets back, we're going to hear lots and lots of stories. And we're going to rejoice with him because we've been with him, right? He went ahead. We sent him. And he did the works and the miracles and the sharing and the, and the preaching and the teaching. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to come back totally restored, his voice, right? He's feeling better. Still needs a complete healing. All right. You ready? The title of my message is Tick Tock, Watch the Clock. Okay. Now, the sons of Issachar which you all know. You've probably heard so many messages on knowing the times and the seasons. Well, you're going to get another one. The sons of Issachar anointing is essential. I remember back in school when I had to learn the word essential. That means extremely important, essential in this hour that we are living in. Now, did you know, which I know you know, but did you know in the Bible there was a unique group of people that always knew what to do? A group of people that had such a perception and wisdom that an entire nation followed them. And they waited for their, exa their example. They were one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Scripture. I will try to go slow. Because I know what it's like sitting there. And I look at Miles, I'm like, we're all looking at the front row. We're like, what's the scripture? I don't know. It's this and that. So I always tell him, Miles, slow down. So I will heed to that, my own words. First Chronicles 12, 32. When you get there, say word. Wow. Very faint word. Okay. First Chronicles 12, 32. In the New King James Version, it says, The sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. So I'm going to give you some interesting things about the sons of Issachar. Number one, they were full of wisdom. And I said, okay, Lord, we need wisdom right now in this hour. Oh, yeah, the scripture popped in my head. James 1.5. 
I'll let you go there. James 1, 5. So they were filled. The Holy Spirit filled them with wisdom. Some of you might say, well, I don't have that. I don't even know where to begin to find wisdom. Well, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. The word of God says that all we need to do is ask for it, and he will give it to us. Now, this is interesting. I never really realized this until I was studying that God chose the sons of Issachar as one of the three tribes to go out in front of Israel whenever the nation moved. So I always knew about Judah because I have a dance ministry, and it's called Judah because the praisers and the worshipers went first. But I just learned that the sons of Issachar went also in front because they were the wise and the discerning ones. So I saw the combining of the sons of Issachar and the tribe of Judah. They knew what to do, so they went first. The spirit of the Lord and the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel and the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord mixed with praise. Whoa. The seven spirits, the sons of Issachar walked in that wisdom and praise, co-mingling together. It just blew my mind. Psalms 111.10. 111.10. The reverent fear of the Lord is the beginning, the prerequisite, the absolute essential, the alphabet, I love that, that's from Amplified, the alphabet of wisdom, a good understanding and a teachable heart are possessed by all those who do the will of the Lord. His praise endures forever. Amplified. Did I have the right one? I hope I do. Okay. Now I'm going to read it because I love the Passion Translation, but I didn't want to come up here and just give you the Passion Translation, right? So I'm going to now read the Passion Translation. Where can wisdom be found? It is born in the fear of God. Everyone who follows his ways will never lack his living understanding, and the adoration of God will abide throughout eternity. Whoa, that was so beautiful. Okay, so now let's go on to praise. We know this. We forget this. Praise is the most powerful weapon in deliverance, okay? And spiritual praise is when things begin to happen in the unseen realm. I was just hearing something. I believe it was Tim Sheets 
that was talking about even our language, our gift of the Holy Spirit, tongue language. You know what? The enemy doesn't understand that. Did you hear me? They do, he doesn't. None of the little things that are going on, they don't understand that language. That's why we need to pray in the Holy Ghost, sing in the Holy Ghost, praise in the Holy Ghost, worship in the Holy Ghost. And if you do not have your tongue, it's okay. Praise with your English or your Spanish or your Italian or your French or whatever you have. Praise him. It's the most powerful weapon. Okay, praise is a certified weapon to fight any battle of life. Okay, Psalms 149, 6 through 9. I'll be reading from the Passion Translation for that one. 149, 6 through 9. How's everyone doing? Three goods. Okay. I love this. God's high and holy praise fill their mouths, for the shouted praises are their weapons of war. Right? We don't have the normal weapons. God's given us supernatural weapons in our tool bag to use, but some of us, we're just going to keep it locked away, and we're not going to take them out. Why? He's given us tools to use. And praise is a weapon. A weapon of what? What did I say? A weapon of war. These warring weapons will bring vengeance on the nations and every resistant power. To bind kings with chains and rulers with iron shackles. Praise-filled warriors, that's you, your warriors, praise-filled warriors, will enforce the judgment decreed against their enemies. This is the honor he gives to all his godly lovers. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, You're really distracting me. Okay. The sons of Issachar had something special. What was it, you ask? I'll tell you. Their ability to discern the times and seasons was an incredible advantage. And that is what we need in this hour, guys. We need to have that advantage. You might be fretting and worrying. What do we do? Well... You ask for the spirit of wisdom. That ability gave them inside knowledge. Oh, yes, an understanding of God's activities. We want to know that. We want to know the ins and outs, the secrets and the mysteries, what's, what's going on. They were not taken by surprise when things happened. It's not good to be taken by surprise, right? You want to know. They had influence as a result of their unique ability to understand times and seasons that gave them influence. They knew what Israel should do and when it should be done. The nation followed their example. 
Okay, I woke up yesterday, which we all woke up yesterday. Obviously, we're here today. We woke up yesterday, I woke up, you woke up to the horrific events that took place in Gaza. And seeing the words that I kept hearing, not that I want to proclaim them, but it was death to Israel, right? They said, and death to America. We cancel that right now. And we say peace and blessing and life to Israel. Peace and blessing and Zoe life to America. America shall be saved. So we, we just reverse that. But reality is, that's what they're saying. Okay? Loud and clear. All right. I am going to read... something that I wrote in my journal. Okay, the time and the season, the Kairos signs of the times. Issachar knew. Now, I wrote this before. May we be ones that know and discern and receive the plans, the directives, the directions, the knowledge, the know-how of what to do, to receive the blueprint and plans for our spheres of influence, for our region, right, for the body, for our family, and for personal, our personal lives. We need to have our ears very in tune. We need to put our head on the Father's chest, right, so we can be very close to him. It's time, which we've been saying, and you all know this, but it's time to be into the intimate, secret meeting with the Holy Spirit. We have to de be deliberate in doing that. What does that mean? We have to be deliberate at sitting at his feet. Because when we sit at his feet, we look up at him. We can see him talking. We put our head on his chest we can hear him, we can sense, we can listen, and we can receive. It's not a time to be sitting, I'm hesitating because the light is so bright, I can't even read my words. Huh. It's not a time to be sitting in the outer court listening to the voices that are contrary. Right? The babbles, the talkers, the wasting time, the idle time. But now is the time to go into the chamber of God. To hear his voice, to feel his breath, and to hear his whispers. Ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. It's high time to awaken. Rise up, sober and alert, so you can hear the clear, concise words of what and how. And what I wrote is, the goal is the harvest. Keep that in mind as I go on. And I began to review what took place over the summer, which we all got involved in. 
The word, do you remember the word was, there's a shaking coming, so get ready. The assignment given from the Lord through Dutch Sheets and Gina Golston was to paint the borders of our land. There's our map. Paint the borders. We did that. Anchor the nation. Command the forward. Reconnecting America to its God-given destiny. Now, I know what I'm going to read right now. Um, we've read it so many times before, but we're going to visit it again until it's ingrained in our heart, into our very being. Miles had shared about the encounter that happened to him during prayer time. Do you remember that? How he saw the harvest angel being released? Now, when he began to ponder and think about when he read um, the Robert Hunt decree, something hit him. It was like it came alive, like the words were actually coming off the paper, and it was like hitting him. And I had shared this so many times with him, you know, and something happened to him. So I'm going to read it. It was April 29, 1607. So we... we Read this, right? Every place we went, we said the decree, commanded the forward. We do hereby dedicate this land. Think about that. This is the land that you're standing on right now. This land that you're here in, that you live in. We hereby dedicate this land and ourselves to reach the people within these shores with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up godly generations after us. And with these generations, take the kingdom of God to all the earth. May this covenant of dedication remain to all generations as long as the earth remains. And may this land, along with England, be evangelist to the world. May all who see this cross, because they put up a cross, remember what we have done here. And may those who come here to inhabit join us in the covenant and in this most noble work that the Holy Scriptures may be fulfilled. Here it is. From these very shores, the gospel shall go forth, not only to this new world, but the entire world. Then the following passage was read. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he ruleth among the nations. Psalm 22, 27 through 28. One nation under God. We are in covenant with Yahweh. As an evangelist nation, we exist, guys, to fulfill and to fill the earth with the gospel, to fulfill the Great Commission. We're redigging the wells of revival. We dug and we planted in the arrowheads in the ground. So we did all this. So I woke up and I'm like, okay, Lord, wow, I'm seeing it all. 
You said there's going to be shaking. We need to do it all through the summer. We did it. So the Ecclesia got on board. I know Dutch Sheet said he has never seen anything like it. They heard it. They heard the assignment, and they said, oh, that, they didn't go, okay, that sounds like a good plan. Maybe I'll get around to it. Maybe not. They just, right, charged ahead. They didn't turn around. They didn't look to the, they were like, yes, we're doing this. We're going. People took off their vacations and went and did this. So we put everything in order. I had a dream. That sounds like, I had a dream. I had a dream. Okay. I had a dream on 9-11. And in the dream, I woke up. To this, how hot are you? Think about this for a minute. I woke up in this dream, and I'm like, "How hot are you?" And then all of a sudden, the impression of a meat thermometer. Think about it. Just think about a meat thermometer yes. sticking into you, right? Like the turkey, you're the turkey. <laughs> and you put it in to your body to see how hot it is. What is the temperature reading? So for a moment, I'm going to have you pretend to put a meat thermometer inside. And I want you to take, be honest, take your temperature. Supernatural thermometer. What could it be reading? Could it be reading, I'm cold, I'm lukewarm, I'm hot, I'm burning hot, I'm ready, right? When it's ready, you see the number, you're like, okay, it's time to take the turkey out of the oven. Are you ready to take yourself out of the fire? No, we have to stay in the fire. But are you ready? Are you hot and burning? Yeah. Amen. Okay, John 5:35. John was the lamp that kept on burning and shining to show you the way. There's a forerunner anointing being released like likened to John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah. In the days before Jesus is coming soon, the king is returning very soon. They are the hot burning ones. That's you. Shining ones. That's you. Full of oil. That's you. Prepared brides. That's you. Not asleep. That's you. Because I don't believe you took your temperature and said, oh, my gosh, I'm so cold. No. I know you didn't because you're a hungry, desperate, hot people. You're fully awake. Can you hear the tick-tock of the clock? It's ringing loud and clear. It's time for the ecclesia to get serious. Serious business. Awaken out of our slumber. You know what? It's time to stop nasal. Navel, not nasal. It's time to stop Navel-gazing. Stop it. It's time to stop worrying about the small little issues in your life, 
okay? Got this little issue, and I got this little corn on my toe, and then this little splinter, which I do still have a splinter, Tori. I needed you to get that out. I have a little splinter in my finger, and all these little things. Stop it. Instead, okay, this is what it's time to be doing. Putting the word of, a, word of God in our mouths and to declare and decree a thing. And the Lord was saying, the worn out, tattered, torn garment, the bride who's all like just hanging and she's got dirt on her face is no longer. It's time to take off those old clothes of depravity and put on the new garment and put on your combat boots. You know, I was going to write, don't put your heels on, but I thought about men and women are the bride. The men aren't going to put their heels on anyways, but the men will put their combat boots on, and so will the women. We can wear those combat boots with that garment, that beautiful garment, right? That's what we need to be doing. Okay, this is from Greg Hood. I read this today, and this was written the day before what took place in Israel. I just happened to have read it today, not even knowing. Because you know, I actually got this today, this message. It was funny because I was talking to Walker, and I said to Walker, um, I think it was Wednesday. I think he asked me if I had something. And I go, well, I'm working on something, but I'm not sure. And he goes, oh, wow. He goes, if it was me, he goes, you're seasoned. And I'm like, seasoned? He's like, you're seasoned. You'll be fine. I wrote all these messages. But, you know, I knew the spirit of God wasn't on it. Because you need to know what the message is. Who would have known everything would have taken place yesterday? I can't stand up here and give you a little word. I can't give you a little milky word. I can't give you a word that you already know. I got to give you a word that's filled with protein, filled with meat, right, and nourishment so you can make a difference. We have to know. All right, this is what I got. We have to know who we are in Christ. We have to know. These are things that we have to know. Like, write these down. I take notes every Sunday of Miles' messages. Write it down because you won't remember. You'll walk out and go, what did she say? I don't want you to do that because this is tick-tock. Right? The clock is ticking. I'm going to go over that. We have to know who we are in Christ. Now, I'm not going to go through. We'll be here all day. I'm not going to spend all night sitting here going, let's talk about who you are in Christ. No, you need to figure out who you are in Christ. Search in the word who you are. Believe it, actually. We search it and we read about it, but then we don't believe it. Believe the word. We have to know our authority. If you don't know your authority, you're not going to do anything or go anywhere in the kingdom. We are seated in heavenly places. So you're going to search these out. That's your homework. We're called to co-labor and co-rule with our king. Ephesians 2, 6. Ephesians 2, 6. You ready? And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together. 
giving us joint seating with him. Wow, that's right. This is Amplified Classic. Giving us joint, what's joint me, with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. All right, let's go over a few things. What we just did a couple of weeks ago. The door has been open, right? We all know that. It's an open door. Why? We've stepped into 5784, the Jewish New Year. What does four represent? The door. Okay, 5784. The four represents the door. The decade 5770 is the Jewish decade. It's the year of eye and vision. Wow. I was, like, so excited. We see and know the hour we're living in, and we have the sons of Issachar anointing. Now, 80, 80 is pay, which is the mouth, so important, to declare the word of the Lord. Now, in Revelations 3.8, you don't have to go there. There's a door that's open, and we have an invitation, we do, to go up, to go in and go out of that door where our spirit is already seated in heavenly places. All right, so we know that the angelic hosts, if you've heard this, have been assigned into every state, guys. The angelic host, the seraphim, has been assigned to every single state. I wonder which one we have, <laughs> right? Do you ever think? Whoa, show us, Lord. And for National Day of Prayer, I felt the scripture to choose for this year was the watchman anointing. And the watchman anointing has been released. And if you feel like, well, I don't really have it, just ask the Lord for that watchman anointing. It's a serious time. All right, Romans 13.11. Romans 13.11. I'm going to read it in the Amplified first. Then I'm going to go into the Passion Translation. Do this, knowing that this is a critical time. It is already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep of spiritual complacency. For our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed in Christ. Passion Translation. To live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out, and you know it is a strategic hour in human history. It's time for us to wake up. Wake up. For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Wow. Complacency. We can't have that. All right, so on Yom Kippur, if you were here on that Monday, powerful, we passed through the open door. Actually, on Rosh Hashanah, when we had the Revive Young Adults, we stepped into the open door. It's so interesting how we really um, celebrated the feast this year. 
Very interesting. Look at where we are right now. Whoa. During the whole Feast of Tabernacles. It's amazing to me. So we went to the Thea. Theos. I don't even remember. Table. Thusiastiano. My father would be correcting me right now. Thusiastiano. Table which we had right here, and it was the altar of sacrifice. We laid things down. We put them in the golden bowl. And then we passed under the rod and the staff. That rod and staff is guiding us, it's keeping us, and it's protecting us. There's safety under the shepherd's rod. And the blood of Jesus was the covering as we passed over. And how important that is. Nothing but the blood. We need to apply the blood over our lives and our families daily. Then we passed under to follow the lamb. To watch him. Not to look all around. But we wanted to pass under to follow the lamb to behold the Lamb. That's just a preview of what we've done. You are all alive at this time in history. I'm reading Esther 4, 14. So you are all, you're all alive right now in this time in history. October 8th, 2023. For if you remain silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place. And you and your father's house will perish since you did not help when you had the chance. Well, and who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this and for this very purpose. We have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Think about it. Who would have thought you would have been alive during this time? Every day my mind goes, whoa, I can't believe this is happening. That never would have happened 10 years ago. We're standing in history. Okay, so we have to resolute, resolute, resolute in our hearts to stay fixed on our beloved. He is our safety and he is our refuge. Don't allow fear, the four-letter word, fear to creep in unaware. How easy is it? It's very easy. Just put the news on. Don't put the news on. I don't advise you to put the news on. But you can get your news from um, people that are actually, I'm getting my news from people that are on the land of Israel, that, have, that are there right now because of the Feast of Tabernacles, and they are seeing everything that's going on. So they're telling us what's happening. That's the news you want. You ought to be diligent over yourself and over your heart. Why? Because that's where the issues of life spring for us. So don't allow fear to creep in. And be diligent over yourself, over your heart. Psalms 144.1. There is only one strong, safe, 
and secure place for us. It's in God alone who gives us strength for the battle. I was reminded of a prophetic word from Stevie that we got during the conference before when he came. And he said, I can hear him, the kingdom is like a seed. Do you remember? Do you remember this? If you were here, I think it was Thursday night. The kingdom is like a seed, and it starts from the inside out, and it begins with you. I hear the Lord saying, he said, you are the intercessor for this region. Do you remember that word? It's good to be reminded. Tick tock, right? The clock is ticking. What's he saying to you? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to share another thing. I wrote this a while ago, but I felt like I needed to share this because this is where, we're at, where we are at right now. The stage is being set for a massive global harvest. Stay focused. Don't lose heart. Don't grow weary. Don't lose sight of what is important and what is real. Look past the facades and straight into the eyes of the one who sees all, knows all. Let him lead you as you enter into this profound prophetic season that we're embarking on. It's a window, it's a window of divine soul catching. Keep the word in front of you. Keep your ear to his voice and his marching orders. The only way you'll know what to do is to be so close that you hear the very whisperings and the breath of the Father. Stay close, stay near. The world is bringing so much doubt and so much questions, causing you to exchange your faith for fear, leading you away from the Father and his promises, causing you to even listen to the lies and the deceptions. Turn your eyes from the low-level seeing and lift your eyes up to where your help comes from, causing you to be reset, realigned, and refashioned to the call of action to tell the truth to those who are in the whirlwind of distractions, so many in the valley of decision, confusion, pain, sorrow, not knowing what will be tomorrow. Refocused vision. Remember what I said? So many were so blessed. Awaken, restore, and revive a people, a generation of all ages and races to the one who so loved the world that he gave so that man would come to the saving knowledge, grace, and eternal life, back to the correct lens to look out and see clearly the vision of you and I and what we were destined to be. You know what we are destined to be? Divine soul catches for the Father, revealing Jesus to the masses. It's time for the billion soul harvest. We know that prophetic word. Okay, so I was listening to Will Hart. And um, he was sharing something which hit me. It hit me. This is really the, my message from why I even did this is right here. This is the punch. Sapresa, Sitol. And Heidi Baker and the team, Will Hart, they were in Israel. And they were in this house of prayer the night before. 
And the Lord said to him, and then he shared it. He said, Israel is the clock, and the clock is ticking. It's a presa. The night before, Israel is the clock, and the clock is ticking. Then they went in the wailing wall, and a Jewish man is full garb, Jewish, not Messianic Jew. He turned around to Suppressa and said, follow the spirit. Follow the spirit. Isn't that profound? I was like, whoa, tick tock, the clock is ticking. Listen to the spirit. Okay, so I woke up. You know, every night I was saying to myself, I need a dream. Because <laughs> he does. He gives me dreams. I, I share a lot from dreams. I'm the dreamer in the house. And I never got one. And I, I thought of a person long ago, and her name, I dreamt about her. And I'm like, why am I dreaming about Does this mean anything? Nope. You know. You just, and I woke up this morning. <laughs> Sometimes I just hear a word or I see uh, something or a dream, and it says, I woke up with this, a revelation for a revolution. I had no idea what I was hearing. I was, like, going to just park that down there. That's another one of, like, okay, I wish I had a dream or I wish I had a word, but it's not happening. What? A revelation for a revolution. So then I felt led on my way here. I'm like, oh, I need to do something. I have not listened to Anita Alexander's prayer over me when I took her to the airport to go back to Australia. I was feeling very led to, I have it on the voice memo, because I said, before you leave, Anita, you're going to pray over me. So I listened to the whole thing until I got to this part. Now I understand why I heard it and why I was, lessened, why I was um, led to listen to her on my voice memo. She was reminded of George Whitfield and what she had read. So she's talking to me, praying for me, on and on. And all of a sudden she goes, I'm just reminded of the pamphlet that I read on George Whitfield. She had no idea about George Whitfield. Of course, we told her all about it. We took her to the stone where he preached last. So then she was bubbling with prophetic things. And she said that it said, before a war, a revival. Then she heard the word revolutionary. Revolution, she said, not a reform. She said that the torches we are carrying, that means those who are part of Kingdom Awakening Ministry, is revolutionary. She said, the torches that we are carrying is revolutionary. All of a sudden, when I heard that driving here, my mind quickly went to the torch that we received from the I-95 Awakening Revival fires. We received it. Now that, when she was here with us, that was like 2019. We just received the torch this past year. The torch we are carrying is revolutionary. And I say that for the body here in New England, that we're going to arise with revolutionary torches. Kingdoms, she also said kingdoms would be taken down. We'll bow. They'll bow. That's what they need to bow at the feet of Jesus. 
There's an army rising. Now I'm just saying what I'm saying now. I told you what Anita, some of what Anita said. There's a, now I'm telling you, there's an army rising in this hour. Can you hear the ticking of the clock? Can you hear it? You are standing in the Kairos moment. And our yes is the most important thing right now. Just like last week, right? Our yes. Remember? Yes today, yes tomorrow, yes the next day. We say yes and we salute to the commander in chief of our king, Jesus. No king but Jesus. So you have to know the times and season, and what is your part? Well, we know our part is to be watchmen on the wall, to decree and declare a thing, to prophesy. When we see something dead, prophesy it to life. We know America's going to be saved. But guys, the most important thing, that there is a billion soul harvest coming. There's revival. If you don't remember anything that I said, is this. There's revival before a war. We are standing right now. In a Kairos moment, Esther's men and women, for such a time as this, that you have been brought to the kingdom. Tick tock. Watch the clock. And Israel was the clock. What is the altar call? I felt like the altar call was the Lord would give us a mantle of the Issachar anointing once again. If, if we've gone up and had that prayer before, it's more, mostly, essential, important to have that anointing right now because we can't walk around, I don't know what's happening, I don't know what to do. Do I do this? Then fear comes in, creeps in. I don't know. We need to have an answer for the people that are lost. We need to have an answer for our families. Never mind. We need an answer. So we need that anointing. So I know I had said I was going to put that Awaken song on, but I felt in worship that I was not supposed to, that the worship team was supposed to just come up and just, I knew they have something bubbling inside of them that we were to come up and receive with the altar call of worship. And if you feel like you want that mantle of the Issachar anointing, you want to know, what's happening in this hour because you want to know what to do. It's very important that you be ones that have answers. It's very important that you be watch men on the walls. It's very important to get into your places and ranks as an army of God that the Lord will receive the reward of his suffering. That's the soul's it's all about the souls because we can't look about what's happening. And even the Lord was saying to me, we need to pray for those because they don't know the Lord. They actually think what they're doing is that they're honoring God. And what they're doing is pleasing to God. We need to pray that they have encounters, guys. That in the middle of whatever's going on, that Jesus walks into the room and totally wrecks them. Imagine, I mean, we can pray for peace, peace, peace. Let's pray for peace. But let's pray differently. 
Let's be a people that prays for their salvation. That the Lord would lift off the veil because they're veiled, right? It's demonic. They're veiled. Lift off the veil so then he can see, so she can see that whoever is doing whatever can see Jesus. And when they see Jesus, that's it. Everything gets dropped (laughs) at the foot of the cross, right? Just like we did with our lives. Everything gets dropped and they turn. They turn to him. That's really our prayer. So stop navel gazing. Stop looking and worrying about this and that. We're not in the season and time to be doing that. I'm sorry. We are in a time that we need our marching orders. We need to know beyond a shadow of doubt, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. Get in your places. Be the army of God that God's called you to be. I said to put on your combat boots. I said to take off those tattered, worn gowns that you've been wearing. Stop it. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Put on those boots and go forth and go in to what God has called you to do and be in this hour for such a time as this. Tick tock. Watch the clock. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word, for your message in this hour. That we're standing here and that you want us to take our places. We ask for the mantle of the Issachar anointing to cover us. That we would have the seven spirits of God operating, especially the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Mantle us, Lord. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your wisdom. Fill us with understanding and knowledge. We want to be a bride in Ecclesia that goes after the lover of our soul. And when we go after the lover of our soul, we hear what's the most important thing of the lover of our soul, and that is souls. We see clearly what it is and what you're after. Revival, awakening in the land. Yes, Lord. That's what you desire. So we need to rise up and take our places in this hour. No more slumbering, no more sleeping. High time to awaken. It's high time, I said, to awaken in this hour. It's high time to awaken. It is not time to sing a lullaby over yourself and curl up in a corner. It's high time to awaken and take your places. So if you're feeling like the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you're one that I want to be mantled with the Issachar anointing. And come up and we have our altar teams that are assigned for this week, if you could come up and we'll pray. We'll pray for that.